1: This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at (laughs) fundraiser.resonance.fm.
0: Hello, good evening, and welcome to Resonance 4.4 FM. We are One Life Left. My name is Simon Byron,
2: and I'm Anne Scantlebury. And that's that. That's it.
0: We got uh, we got an email. Um, well, it was sent earlier, but I only saw it at a uh, quarter past six it this wasn't evening. Was not sent
2: that much earlier? Was it? Was it, not? Was it?
0: We need to introduce a new HR policy, don't we? Uh, But the email was sent from uh, Steve Curran, who uh, is is poorly. He's come down with the flu, so get well soon, Steve. But that means he's not here this evening. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's news of of sorts. (laughs) Uh, He's not here this evening, so uh, the show is going to be driven by me.
2: How? I dem- definitely not me.
0: <laughs> that was Anne pushing the buttons. Yeah, I, I said, "Are you all right? If I should sh- I do this?" She said, "As long as you're happy to do that, I said, I'm fine." Can you just check that the buttons are pushed that I need them to be pushed? She came around and dong for the news.
2: Well, you know, good to good to know it's there.
0: I'd like to imagine that that's the sort of uh, sound that plays whenever you whenever you enter a room.
2: Yeah, it is. Hands here. Uh, how are you, Simon?
0: I'm a little poorly actually, but oh, you know, unlike you know. some.
2: You're I've been very, very I've been in
0: bed uh between nine and a half past nine uh Friday Saturday, Sunday.:
2: That sounds lovely.:
0: Yeah, we have been up sort of uh, between five and six uh, because of the baby obviously, but yeah, no uh, a little bit poorly.:
2: Oh dear. How are you? Do you know I am I'm all right. uh I've, We're trying to buy a property because we're those kinds of people. are you? Uh, so we've been going and snooping around lots of people's houses and flats.
0: uh where are you looking?
2: South London. Okay.
0: Yeah. what sort of uh, what's the most interesting thing you've observed?
2: Um a big box in someone's room that it turned out had the stairs in it.
0: <laughs> like what? So pull up stairs?
2: No, it was like just a big box in the corner and I was like, What's that? And they're like, Oh the stairs are under there. Obviously. Uh so that I mean it's not Does
0: that make it more or less appealing?
2: Um less. Okay. Because I really didn't want to have stairs in a bedroom. Why not? Uh,
0: or if need to make an emergency exit?
2: Because I really like separating all bits of my house out okay. individually.
0: Have you, uh, what, um, how many houses have you, have you looked at?
2: Oh, goodness. The other day we tried to look at seven. Okay. And
0: have you seen any games consoles or gaming peripherals in these houses?
2: No. Very limited because people pack them away. Do like they? The places that we've looked around where it's, um, there are people living there. Everything's packed away. I'm like, you don't live like this. Or maybe I just should change how I live. But yeah, no, uh, no consoles out. No um, wires everywhere. People have tidied their wires okay. away. Very strange. good job
0: not selling my house. I'll tell you that now. Yes. Full of wires. Uh, you may be wondering, dear listeners, if this is going to be it for the next hour. Well, <laughs> uh, thankfully not. Uh, we do have a guest this week. Costas Zarifis. Hello. Did I get that right? Correct. Did I? Uh, you're from uh, Rogue Sun. I am. Thank you for coming on the show, Costas. Uh, the show Pleasure. would be terrible without you. I can promise you that. I with you? Doubt that's the key. Without, yeah. Well, no,
2: w- with you, it'll probably be upwards of terrible. So... That's
1: you
0: know. what I strive for. Uh, so you're here to tell us about your new game, which you launched last week, did you? That's right. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Uh, we've got some music. Good. We have no features.
2: That's fine. Have we have features ever? For a long like, time. We haven't had features. Uh, but uh, for a long the time.
0: reason I mention that is that I've, I've still, uh, part of the reason that we're able to do the show is that I'm on my key ring, I carry around in an emergency, here are some MP3s. Oh, wow. And it's got all the old uh, features and stuff like that on oh, it. Oh,
2: great. Well, we could play out an old feature. Maybe
0: we could. Uh, but, however, we're professionals. We're going to, yep. you know, we're going to struggle on without Steve and uh, treat the show as we normally do and do it in the right order, Anne.
2: Yeah, definitely the right order. And that
0: means we start with your news. Or not. Or not. Just hit play. So it's just going to hit play on this one. There you go.
2: 704 on Monday the 19th of November. I'm Anne Scansbury and this is the news. Sony won't be attending E3 in 2019. This will be the first time the publisher hasn't been at the Expo in its 24-year run. Game Informer received a statement which explained that Sony wouldn't, wouldn't activate or hold a press conference or exhibit at the show. It said, as the industry evolves, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage with the community. I mean, you can say you won't be attending Sony, but we know you'll be standing on the corner in a pair of big sunglasses seeing who's turned up.
0: Interesting this, wasn't it?
2: Mm -hmm. What do
0: we think they're really up to?
2: Well, I mean, so they were saying, look, we don't have any... So they usually do a fan experience thing as well, and they're like, look, now that we've got all the big games out, we don't really have anything uh, as much to show. We don't want to build up expectation. I think they're just trying to build up even more expectation because we think that they're hiding something. Didn't
0: somebody reveal that the PlayStation 5 is going to launch during the Tokyo Olympics? Is it? It was on this show, or maybe you, it was one of the ones that you weren't on. Yeah, it was, it was a One Life Left exclusive. Brilliant. Which is in uh, 2020.
2: Next year, great.
0: But, that, but if they're not going to show anything at E3 then, when, when are they going to talk about it? Unless at it's the gonna Olympics. A... <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> they to be like, right, stop, stop doing your gymnastics, stop running. We've got some consoles to talk about. Here's the spec. Did either of you stay up
0: for the uh, Sony E3 press conference last year? This year, sorry, I should say. It's not over yet. <laughs> Wishing it away. No? No, I just It was that strange one where, the they, where they recreated, uh, they had um, rooms that were sets from some of the games. So they did Spider-Man, they did um, that zombie one, and then Kojima's ridiculous. Death Stranding. And- yeah, which I've got. Uh, The the more I hear about that game, the less I want to play it. So maybe that's why they've cancelled E3, they've heard.
2: Oh, wow, that you were, you just...
0: If we show any more... Simon's Simon's out. Simon's definitely out. Oh, dear. Um, Do we think that, uh, well, did you see the response from Xbox? They're in. We're well in, they said.
2: Yeah. Which is good, you know, it's good to know someone's turning up to the party. Do you think this is the end the beginning of the end for E3?
0: Some wag on the internet did a, um, a floor plan of what E3 2019 could look like. And uh, it was just effectively one stand Fortnite. <laughs> which, which, which which was quite funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It provides a good showcase. I like, I like these moments when the world sort of turns and thinks about games. And E3 historically has proven to be one of those moments, so I'd be sorry
1: to see it go. Mm. Kind of, we've kind of been here before, I mean, we? That thing, when was it, a few years ago, they just kind of cancelled there wasn't any three, I think? Yeah. And then they brought it back, and, you know...
0: Was
2: it last
1: year that was the first time they
0: introduced it, they introduced consumers? Yeah. Maybe, that, maybe Sony hates consumers. They're
2: like, oh, don't come around here. <laughs> um... I don't like E3 because it's just too much news too quickly and I can't process it all in one go. And I think it was last year that I ended, or maybe it was this year, that I ended up um, accidentally reading out news from the year before. (laughs) Excellent. Microsoft could be launching a disc-free Xbox One next year. That's according to tech website Thurit, who says the console could be released by spring next year. Other speculation includes that it could cost as little as around £150 and that Microsoft could be working up a disc-to-digital trading programme. This console isn't to be confused with the next-gen console, which is codenamed Scarlett and expected in 2020. Really, who needs discs, though? Who needs anything physical? Let's just skip to the bit where we have microchips in our heads and we can play games in our mind.
0: Obviously, this was going to happen. I will tell you why uh, they announced a new and well, sorry, the, uh, the news uh, leaks about them uh, potentially doing uh, a discless Xboxes because I just bought one. What? Oh, I just bought uh, I bought an Xbox, which I thought was the latest and greatest uh... Xbox. Now that's happened. That everybody can move on. It's the same. Whenever I buy technology, a new one. Uh, appears shortly after. But so, it, everyone, you are welcome.
2: It won't be until spring next year, so that's quite a while for you to enjoy. And also, don't you love discs?
0: Well, I do... I think I love discs. Uh, the problem is, I think for me to fully embrace digital, uh, we need to have a conversation about uh, launch pricing on digital and physical, because at the moment it's still all over the place and mm. that you can buy... A digital version of, you know, the AAA games that are forty nine ninety nine, fifty nine ninety nine, uh, whereas it's, it often you can get the physical versions sent to you with all the costs that are uh, that, that are involved in that and the physical production of it for less, and you can get rid of them once you've played them. You can trade them back in. So, in order to lose uh, that part of your sort of gaming economy. Um, yeah, there have to be some concessions made.
2: So, do you think that Microsoft are just trying to drive prices up? Oh, if we take away the thing that people cut prices on, just take away the disc. You can't put a disc in there even. So, w- without a uh, without going full digital, the price would just be going up and up and up and up.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it, it 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 seems to make sense. I think, you know, the Switch has has shown that. Um, Physical and digital can live, can live very, very happily next to each other. I mean, I still prefer physical on a Switch where I can, mm-hmm. just because I think I might get rid of them. I did sell Octopath Travener for more than I paid for it, Anne.
2: I don't think I've ever played a physical game on the Switch. Really? I haven't picked mine up for a little while, though. Okay. So that could be the problem.
0: I also sold... Um, oh, that game about the baby that's... a, a Nightmare, Little Nightmares. <laughs> Rubbish. But sold that back, so yeah, I didn't lose money. If I bought those digitally, um, so yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Set. I think. I think this is. Uh, if if this if this is true, it's potentially a good idea. But uh, we do need to think about those launch prices. Costa, are you a digital man or are you uh, a physical man? Um, I used to be physical,
1: but um, yeah, I, I find it hard collecting stuff these days. And. Just I don't know whether I used to have loads of music albums and yeah. books and things like that. Not anymore. Um, no, I'll just kind of experience it and then move, move on. on. Yeah, um, maybe
2: that's where we're at. We just want to experience and then walk on. I,
1: yeah, but I'm with you on the pricing. It's insane. <laughs> I don't get it because obviously there's less cost involved in manufacturing digital goods. So uh, and it, yeah, and if you look at, um, I think they're just kind of capitalising a bit on the sort of you know because there's more um, impulse kind of purchasing when it comes to digital, so right? Like, Drunk purchasing. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but look at how aggressive they've been with price reductions. Now we, we on, on the show. I don't think you were on it, Anne, but you will remember because you listened oh, yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. How quickly yeah. Tomb Raider was discounted this year. Um, look at the Black Friday deals. Uh, Spider Man. It's now thirty quid if you've not if you've not played yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know that's only a couple of months Detroit being human is only £15 pounds at the moment with a free copy of Blade Runner yeah, I oh my goodness God of War on that did <laughs> you <laughs> yes. okay good uh, so yeah so uh, we're fine with this in principle
2: but let let's see <laughs> THQ Nordic has jumped the gun a bit on Black Friday. The company has snapped up Coffee Stain and Bugbear. Goat Simulator developer Coffee Stain will function as an independent group within THQ Nordic, being referred to as a highly complementary third leg. These aren't the only recent purchases. This year they've already bought Cock Media slash Deep Silver along with Saints Row IP, Homefront and Dead Island IPs and developers alone in the dark IP and kingdoms of Amular. Good luck to anyone figuring out what to get THQ Nordic for Christmas. <laughs> I
0: missed this. I can't believe I missed this news. When did this happen, Anne? Uh,
2: breaking. It's not. It happened this week. Did it? But it's only Monday. Oh, last week. It was uh,
1: late last week.
0: Was
2: it? Late last week. What was, late, late week. What was so, I doing? So basically, it's breaking right now. Okay.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a big uh, a big buy for them.
2: Yeah. What? Who gave them some loads of money?
0: That, that, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? We need to.
2: <laughs> we need to know when he's going through the accounts. Uh,
0: and I noticed that you, um, you provided the answer definitively to how that company is called.
2: I just assume.
0: Okay, because, uh, uh, you know, people in polite circles call them Koch. Do they? They do.
2: Is that the correct pronunciation?
0: Well, not according, Not anymore.
2: I mean, I mean, language is fluid. That's true. Right. Um, are they
0: doing anything with kingdoms of Amular? Because there was some dispute about who actually did own that, wasn't there? Maybe they'd been sold a dud.
2: Do you think someone maybe just gave them an empty box? Well, maybe we should sell them some things. What have we got? Well, we haven't got anything, but... We can just make up some pretty boxes mm. and go, yeah, do you want this?
0: Uh, what else have Coffee Stain done besides uh, Goat Simulator?
2: Hang on.
0: That's the noise. Of a, that's a, if you've ever wondered what, what a, Google, a Googling sounds like...
2: It's exactly like that. Wikipedia is usually yes, very reliable.
0: Thing, okay. Can't what and was there any indication as to how much they paid for them?
2: No, but it's interesting that they're like... Yeah, coffee. I mean, we've got coffee stain, but they're going to just keep sort of going as is. Uh, I quite like the phrasing of that—a um, highly complimentary third leg.
0: How a many third? legs do goats have?
2: Four. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the third one's the complimentary one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't quickly or easily figure out what else they've done. Let's move on. The U.S. Army has set up an esports team to create awareness about the Army and the opportunities it provides. The hope is that the team will make soldiers more visible and relatable to today's youth. There's an application form to fill in for anyone who feels compelled. This all comes as the U.S. Army failed to meet its recruitment quota for the first time in 11 in 10 years. Keep an eye out for the the could-get-recruited-into-the-military warnings on games boxes in the future.
0: (laughs) Uh, Would that tempt you?
2: What joining an esports?
0: <laughs> Getting you oh, into the army?
2: No, it's not. It's not. Maybe want to play esports either, knowing that there are esports teams. Um, no, oh, they're so weird.
0: The army or esports? Both.
2: <laughs> I think I understand esports more than the army, but okay. I don't really understand uh, how. I mean, I understand how it could raise awareness, but I also do understand the connection between people who play video games and the army. I just don't like it. I just think it's a bit weird.
0: That I was listening to Radio 5 Live, a rival of ours, mm. uh, personally and professionally, um, the other evening. And they were reporting live from the uh, Formula One World Championship esports. Uh, which was held on Sunday. Um, And Britain has another Formula One champion, not just Lewis Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Uh, We've got someone whose name I don't know, obviously, won the Formula One eSports. And the guy, it was on Stephen Nolan's show. I've never met Stephen Nolan, but he sounds a bit angry. And um, he was very dismissive of this. He said, who cares about this? It's not real sport."
2: Well, that's... But that's... I guess maybe when people put it like that, I get a little bit defensive. But it it might not be real sport, but it is very, very popular. And if you do want, I do understand, if you want to get a a certain demographic looking your way and interested in what you're doing, having an esports team is a pretty good way to do it.
0: I think uh, this weekend in particular, I had a realisation. So obviously Dexter just uh, beats me at Fortnite. Constantly started toying with me. Now he's like, "Oh no, Dad, don't worry. I'll I'll only use snipers and I won't and, I, and no scope." I'm like, "Okay." And I said, Dexter, just play out if you want to play." Okay. Um... I I rebought during the Xbox uh, Black Friday sale. I rebought Star Wars Battlefront Two, which you may recall. Yeah. Uh, last year, I was very angry about loot boxes, etc. I got a really scathing seven out of ten last year. Um, anyway, rebought bought it's fourteen pounds in the Xbox One X enhanced 4K HDR. Looks beautiful. They've 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 tweaked it. Um, but I don't know what's going on, and I'm not very good at it. Plus. Genuinely, for the first time this uh, Sunday, yesterday, Dexter beat me, he's 10, beat me at a Mario Kart Grand Prix for the first time ever, ever. So the realisation I came to, and I've, I've not given it too much thought because I do think it will genuinely depress me, is that I don't think I'm very good at games anymore. Do you do you feel like you need to be? Well, I do. When you're playing online, you yeah, know, yeah. B- Battlefront in particular, which is a little. What I loved about the first one was how disposable it was. Didn't matter if you died, but now it's a bit more fussy. And it takes a little longer to get back into the game, and so being rubbish really wasn't an issue last time, but it is now.
2: See, this is why I don't ever play online because I don't. I don't really care if I am on. Or if I'm not rubbish I totally understand that if someone is going to spend a lot more hours playing a game than I am they're going to be better at it and I don't like that kind of judgement uh, so I don't play online and I only play by myself quietly alone with my <laughs> headphones on uh, so yeah I don't, I, that's another reason why I don't think esports uh, is something that I particularly will get involved in and probably also the same reason why I won't be involved in the army <laughs> And finally, comic book creator Stan Lee passed away last week and lots of people stopped to reflect on the impact he had on many things, including games. Lee was key in making lots of the Marvel characters we know and love and even lent his voice to some of the Marvel games. At 95, he certainly had a full and interesting life and will now be missed by many.
0: Yep. Yep. Very, very sad. Yeah. Uh, But what a legacy.
2: Yeah, and he continued to be involved in everything, you know... For long, like, I'm sort of thinking about when I would retire, and he went way past that. So, he obviously really loved it, and you could tell because there's a lot of joy uh, in uh, the things that he created.
0: No, completely agree. I don't have anything glib to add to that, Anne.
2: Maybe we don't need glibness, maybe we just need to say he was a good guy. One life
3: left video game news with Anne Skinful Berry. <laughs>
0: it down a little so we can talk over it
2: it's very um otherworldly this music
0: blade Runner. Blade well well you sound exactly like my wife uh who was sent a message saying this is a blade runner-esque is this from the game she's You're listening to the show whilst making dinner hello kate uh thanks for listening um truth is i don't know because i burnt the cd in an emergency um <laughs> And uh, what I do is always carry around with me um, on my USB stick. Kostas, if you want to rob me, it's not password protected. Uh, it's got various files on it, bits and bobs. But one uh, folder that says OLL emergency. That's got all of the uh, jingles and stuff like that. Um, it's also got music, etc. Et but the problem is, of course, I don't know what it is. I, it could well be uh, the Runner Blues remix of the Commando theme, although I have to admit it doesn't really sound like it.
2: No, not not massively. No.
0: How does the commando theme go then? In that case,
2: I don't know, but it doesn't sound like a theme to anything, does it? Well,
0: unless they're just really slowed uh, the main.
2: What you think? Something called.
0: That's how commando goes.
2: Doesn't sound like that, does it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a remix, isn't it? It's a
0: remix. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll find out. I'll look at the file and then maybe we can. Put it on the Facebooks.
2: We'll do it. We'll put it on the Facebook. Put something on Facebook earlier, didn't we? We did.
0: Anne's got... uh, Costas, did you see Anne's new phone? Yeah. I did.
2: This is what it (coughs) sounds like.
0: Anne's got a new phone. I got a new Xbox. Anne got a new phone. Anne, what did you get?
2: Got um, an iPhone XR.
0: XR. What does the XR stand for?
2: Extra real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what did we put on Facebook early? Uh,
2: so we did one of those um, 3D pictures that you can do.
0: That you can do these days. Of course uh, you can And do. it's
2: really intuitive and easy. <laughs> and so all you do is you just hold it on the Facebook app. You just hold the um, the button down and then you just move it around loads. Right. Uh, and it's this incredible uh, 3D photo. L- I mean, Lifelike very lifelike it does look quite a lot like a video where you're just moving it around like wha- 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 but that's how
0: that's how good it is like, it, yeah
2: exactly what a great photo well worth how much you pay for that phone <sighs> am i literally allowed to say well I
0: don't, know. I don't know how much it was
2: it was like 800 quid was it yeah wow you signed off on it don't start chatting to me now about this
0: what you do with your money is up to you it's your money. what phone have you got uh I've got the iPhone 10x the 10x is that yeah. better or what it's a bit better is it a bit better i think so yeah, yeah. costa has got a better phone than you yeah this can what you've you've only just got how long have you had yours for uh, six months. Apple have brought out a worse phone.
2: No, this is like the X phone come on, you don't need all that. Oh, well, I'm an
1: Android man, aren't I? Yeah, it's a newer model.
2: It's a newer model, so, Simon. So it's got
1: but worse only. phone. But yeah, it's lower spec, I think. Lo- lower spec, that's no, embarrassing. But some of
2: it is higher spec. spec, some of it is <laughs> right, higher spec. Right, okay.
1: Can you all do can you do three D photos as well, Costas? Uh, I think so. But yeah, I don't have a Facebook app, so I think it's Also,
2: even if it, it could, yeah. could like who could figure it out?
1: Yeah.
2: We are grown up people and we did not do a very good job of figuring out 3D photos.
0: Imagine yeah. what we'd make of VR
1: then.
2: Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Costas, tell us
1: about your game. So that's that's interesting. Actually cuz you can <clears throat> you can see these photos in vr the 3d photos and can you yeah yeah on
0: place on yeah because so uh, oh, on, any kind, be
1: of, on oh, right. any kind of vr device because um, yeah i was browsing just by f- my friend's feed and stuff and the 3d photos were coming up in obviously 3d and in vr and on the
0: vr which which, which, yeah, which kind brand of, of vr were you using um,
1: at the time it was the Ocarusca, um, well so yeah and did they look like videos of me uh no they didn 't look Not like as life like <laughs> they look like yeah it 's like a sculpture of you know it 's like a three d model of your friend <laughs> so tell us like about uh rogue sun uh so who are you rogue sun uh yeah i'm costas i'm the managing director uh creative game director of uh rogue sun um and uh Rogue sun was founded in two thousand and sixteen um because okay, so you are just a little baby. Uh, <laughs> well...
0: Uh, Who were you founded by? Because often there's a story there about... Uh, are you, did you work elsewhere?
1: Yeah. Uh, we. It was soon after the closure of Lionhead Studios. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, myself uh, and um, uh, John Askew and Ian Fakeny, the other uh, two co-founders, uh, were working on the Fable games together. Great. Uh, uh, I joined uh, back in 2006 for Fable 2. Okay. Uh, those guys were there already... Uh, They've worked on things like the movies, Black and White, yeah. all the fable. Wow! Movies.
0: Uh, so, you, so, so, you were there when uh, Peter? Peter
1: was still there, was he? Yeah, um, I think Peter, because I left actually. I left back in 2011 to to start doing this kind of Indeed thing, okay? You know? uh, because you know, I, I was like, might, might as well start early so I can fail lots, and then <laughs> you know, hopefully get successful at some point. Yeah. Um, and then John in kind of joined. Uh, yeah back in 2016 okay uh, and we started because uh, when I left back in 2011 I started it was a different kind of mini studio um, and then yeah we founded Rogue Sun in 2016 um, and yeah I think Peter left soon after I left I like to think Did he that he couldn't face it anymore yeah, could he I like to think it's the two Costas not here then there's no point yeah. bo- he had all the great ideas Yeah, yeah
0: were <laughs> you there during the Milo demo uh, I was yeah thinking was. of E3 and uh, mm. that sort of
1: thing right yeah 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 lots of stories I could tell Either, you, that you could, could tell, tell us for. Are, you, are you are you going to tell us <laughs> I'm thing I'm kind of digging a hole here um, yeah I don't know um, it was definitely interesting times I mean um, I was I was a, I was a you know I'll, I'll be uh, I'll admit that I was a fan of that project uh, I, th- I thought it was very interesting um, and it kind of symbolised you know that. I mean, you know, everyone kind of laughs, and uh, definitely a lot of kind of crazy ideas in in, in Peter's head. But um, you know, that that's where a lot of the brilliance comes from. Well, as well, and, right? and we're still talking about it, right? You
0: yeah, know, exactly, it's it's exactly. Uh,
1: he's such an yeah. interesting guy, um, and the stuff that he's done, you know, subsequently is is always Absolutely. always worth talking about. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I think you know you can't have enough of that in the games industry or any kind of industry. Yeah. Right? Um, it's what brings people, um, you know, all the drama. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a good kind of drama. Um, and uh yeah and it, i mean it was kind of fascinating from a, from a tech point of view as well uh, just to see i wasn't on that team at the time uh, but uh you know i would kind of go over and you know s- take some sneak peeks and stuff and the the stuff that the that the team was building was fascinating um you know all the kind of computer vision stuff with that connect and I can't remember if that was ever shown publicly, but you know, you know, they, you know, they were doing very early versions of what's happening now with, yeah, the, yeah. with the iPhone and yeah. you know, three D three videos. Really. Yeah, <laughs> you do that, you, should, you know, you could show Milo's stuff, and he'd go, "Oh yeah, that's a wow! You've drawn a little boat and stuff like that." So it was really impressive stuff. Right. I'm not going to push you anymore. You shouldn't. You, you haven't come here to talk about that, have you? Tell us about your. So tell us about
0: your new stuff.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, we. Um, when we founded rogue sun uh we were kind of fascinated by uh what was happening in the v r space uh and uh we thought uh that was a medium we would like to explore um so uh and we kind of wanted to do something that was in i mean it was it was interesting at the time to see i mean v r was kind of in its nascent kind of phase and um but already a lot of the ideas that you might think of uh you know there were people out there big or small uh kind of exploring them um and uh, one thing that fascinated me personally was, uh, you know, kind of sampling all the demos and all the tech that was out there at the time um, was kind of how it felt to kind of experience things in VR uh, at a really small scale. Um, and uh, so that was kind of a concept that um, we thought might, you know, there might be some mileage there. And, um uh, and of course you know all of us being quite old uh we were big fans of uh, lemmings back in the day uh-huh. um and we thought hey you know let's see if there's something there um so that's how we came to um uh, to conceive uh, uh tin hearts originally so okay. was kind of you know it was going to play with those mechanics um you described it as uh, lemmings meets A Christmas carol. Christmas carol, that's right. We're trying to find, you know, catchy kind of guy. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a pretty good way to describe it because, uh, yeah, it is very much, um, I mean, like I say, it started as a kind of puzzle game, uh, but uh, it evolved a lot. And, I mean, the narrative aspect of it is pretty um yeah pretty 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 involved um so um yeah so it's out and now on early access uh it's it's kind of got an episodic model so so our early access uh, uh, kind of built is essentially episode 1 uh, of 3 um and um yeah and we've um so it came out uh last yeah, Two Thursdays ago. You know, basically, so it's been up for like what 10 days now, and uh, yeah, we've had some amazing reviews so great. Far. It's, been, it's been really nice to see people kind of uh react to it positively, yeah. uh, because obviously we're, we were making it for uh, for too long, it was, right? It was going to be a kind of quick six month sort of project just to sort of you know get our um, get a taste of VR development, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's some of our kind of triple A. Why <laughs> did you choose early access? Um, so Yeah, this is like I say. So we're going to do. uh, We well, we want to do. um, Essentially, it's an episodic model. So we had a a choice between um, doing it um, as three separate episodes or do early access. Um, And again, you know like i said we've got a very um sort of triple a kind of console kind of based background where you you build something you put it in a disc and you know you send it to the distributors and that's it um but I'm, we were all very kind of fascinated by this you know the more kind of open development sort of model that uh, people are going for these days and uh you know we thought it was something uh worth worth trying and uh we were really scared by it though but uh just to kind of, you know, like say, but but even in these uh, in this first few days, it's just been fascinating just to see right. how people kind of, like say, engage with it. And we've had some amazing kind of feedback and ideas from people um, and that we we're already kind of implementing in the game. And all of that obviously is going to feed into future content as well. So right. it is really cool. Um, I mean, we were getting ideas from people literally two hours um, after we, you know, pressed the big green launch button. Yeah. Um, that we were like oh yeah that's you know that's cool yeah, we should do that and it's kind of yeah I mean it's fascinating to, to, to consider that you can be engaging with your customers. Well that's
0: absolutely when early access makes sense I mean there are two reasons do, for doing it one is to develop a game with the uh, contributions of your community and the other is to get money early and I think for people that choose the latter uh, you know get caught out pretty quickly because if you're not going to do a collaborative development uh, with people that have you know are investing in you uh, you know time and money uh, to give you their feedback then, uh, then it, it doesn't make sense. Um, so what What's the route map then? So you've got two more episodes to do. You're only on Steam at the moment, is that right? Steam and Oculus. Okay. Um, are you going to bring it to any other formats?
1: Uh, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, we'd love to bring it to uh, to PSVR. Okay. Uh, what's yeah. what's what's stopping you? Uh, well, obviously, we what can f- we do to help? <laughs> uh, we want to finish the the full thing before we we bring it to PSVR. Um, uh, from again, from research, to early access is not necessarily a model that works on uh, on PSVR. Um so yeah we we want to do the full thing okay. and then hopefully go there.
0: Cuz it's interesting it's I mean it seems that the last couple of months have been I mean I've I've only got um PlayStation VR. I say got it. I believe it's somewhere in the house and yeah. um, I haven't used it since the X-Wing demo. Um and uh but from what I've been reading uh, and from what I hear you know uh it's it's those that have it buy a lot of games mm-hmm. uh are playing a lot of games and actually we've had Astro Bot Bot which everybody's raving about um Tetris Effect which ev- ev- every- even more people are raving about, more mm. than everybody. Um, uh, so it seems like there's an awful lot of good stuff coming, but n- but no- neither of those have tempted me to drag the headset out of the cupboard and plug it back in i got a 10 i got a 10 i got an 11 month old baby uh who's uh, who you know you buy all this stuff for her but all she's interested in wires as uh, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be buying my house then <laughs> um uh so yeah it feels like the um that that medium is coming into its own but i don't know i only talk from, I can only talk from my personal experiences That I, I feel like a little bit lost i don't know do, do, is, it, is it is it going to come back?
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's.
0: Sorry, what is it going to come back? Are they going to get me back?
1: Yeah, no, I mean your experience is definitely not unique. Um, you know, I mean, I I'm a huge believer in VR enough to be kind of you know investing in that space as a developer. Uh, but I'll you know I'll often have the same kind of uh, conflict when it comes to, you know, should I should I go and find <laughs> my PSVR, VR wherever it is, or should I just kind of play a bit of God of War like I was saying earlier? Um, and I find that whenever i do choose to to experience some kind of vr content even the stuff that's kind of i don't know mediocre i guess um it's such a rewarding experience it's amazing i mean you know because everyone says oh is it gonna work or is it not gonna work i, I don't see how it can it cannot work like long term uh because this you can't emulate that kind of you know experience on traditional kind of platforms um and i don't I'm, i don't think it's ever going to replace you know screen stuff but uh but I think, you know, there's, it is going to sort of, you know, start eating into that m- market just because, like I say, I mean, so um, I, I I actually played Moss the, the Sorry, other day. Sorry, that's another one that people write about, yeah. yeah
0: I'm going
2: to review that
1: later. Right. So let's
2: not talk about it too okay. much. but
1: Okay, um, yeah, so yeah, we but can I think, both do a review, I guess. Yeah,
2: <laughs> good. Uh, I think the thing about VR is when it's good, it's incredible. Mm. And you're just like, whoa, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but you just have to take take that step and get mm, there. It's like going to the gym. Right, exactly. <laughs> Come out of the gym, you're like, whoa, this is, I'm so strong. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I do think that it does take, it takes a step, part, to be honest, from my point of view, partly just because of setup. Yeah. All the wires that are in my right. flat at the minute, because I've got the PSVR set up right now, it's, it's, really, no mess- it's really messy. Do you need to sell your flat? No. Okay,
1: all right, I'm good I'm
2: going to move out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I think all those kind of obstacles excuse me, obstacles long term are going to be overcome and uh, you know, obviously Oculus are releasing the Oculus Quest in uh spring of uh, next year and uh you know that's completely untethered. You don't need to it does all the tracking on the headset, right? You don't need to connect it to a PC. Um and uh apparently a lot of the high end kind of experiences that you can play now on, on a rift or a or a or a Vive uh you can play in some you know some form on the on the quest. So you know that that trend is there. And you know, I think that when the price drops and when all the wires are going to go away, um, as it's going to be sort of a no-brainer for 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 people to buy into the platform because of those experiences. Right. Um, so yeah. I hope you're right,
0: because uh, you know I have wanted to I believe. Hope I'm right yeah, as well. <laughs> exactly. I've not been my company on it, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's something I wanted to believe since I was a kid, and uh, yeah, I thought the inf- the implementation so far has been, you know, in my experience, I've only been on PSVR, I've not got uh, Oculus or Vive. Uh, I've been great for short bursts, but yeah, I would. Um, Making it baby proof, I think, the thing, although <laughs> by the time it's uh, it's it's that consumer friendly, hopefully she'll have left home. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be making one then. Maybe so. All right, uh, thanks very much uh, for coming in, Costas. Um how can we keep up with your work?
1: Uh so uh the is called Rogue Sun, so RogueSunner.com uh dot com and uh Rogue Sun Games on Twitter. Uh and my Twitter is Costas underscore Zerifis, my last name on Twitter. Um yeah, that's probably it. Great, thank you.
2: I was just trying
0: to work out. I was going to talk earlier, but then it it kept going. Do you know what it is, Anne?
2: Party music. (laughs) Costas, do you recognise
0: it? Uh, mm, it One ballot. Which one? (laughs) I thought it would be very predictable. I picked this because um, in the uh, break break glass in an emergency uh, OLL folder, um, it's just a lot of stuff. And I was trying to... We've got 20 tracks. And I was like, okay, well, is, is that song I played earlier... Commando Bitrunner Blues Remix. That was track 20. I thought, well, let's, let's pick one I know to see if the track number's in order. This is right. This is um, uh, Magical Sound Shower Remix from Outrun. Well done. Cool. It's good that, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think you could tire of listening to that.
2: Oh, to I don't it. know.
0: I'm happy to find out. And if you want to, we've got, we've got 18 minutes left.
2: Yeah. I mean, let's go. Let, this is art. Let's do it no don't do it please. no okay um, uh, we're just discussing the price of Tetris effect uh, 34.99 UK mm-hmm. pounds I was about to say UK dollars that's not a thing no, UK don't have those yet British pounds um,
0: blue pounds
2: <laughs> blue pounds <laughs>
0: pints of pounds what the people wanted <laughs> exactly uh,
2: yeah so it's quite a lot of money but it's supposed to be very good I worth know,
0: it. I know. We're, in, we're part of the problem though aren't we because we're all going oh that seems a bit expensive just for Tetris
2: yeah but I what I said was I'm going to wait until payday
0: oh okay because
2: I'm I'm well
0: I'll look out for your review of it then Anne
2: on payday payday
0: (laughs) okay let's crack on
3: Messages and one Life letters.
0: Thank you very much for all your letters and correspondence. Uh, we've had an update from my wife, who's... Uh, we, we've been listening, getting up very early, listening to Radio 2, uh, getting up early because of the baby. Tony Blackburn's on in the morning, right? And it's like no-one's told him that radio's moved on. Uh, he still does. Oh, what was number one in, in America at this time, as if, as if that sort of thing was interesting? <laughs> Steve Wright does the same thing. Uh, Kate, though, has said that she's. um uh, she'd like to say hello to anyone that knows me, which I think is uh, is the thing that you used to do on radio. So.
2: Oh, does anyone know her? I do. I
0: believe they do. Well, hello. <laughs> Chris Stewart writes, Dear Team OLL and hopefully super special guest, After some judicious Googling, I discovered a lot of articles calling tin hearts a combination of lemmings and a Christmas carol. This alone makes me want to play the game. Maybe us plebs without VR can play it one day? Uh, he maybe. put a question mark there, so I paused. Maybe, okay. Anyway, I'm nesting and replaying some great games at the moment, not least of which is Luigi's Mansion for the 50th time. I sometimes wish I could access my brain like a memory card and delete the memories of a game so I could play it again for the first time. If you could choose to forget everything about a game and replay it as if it were the first time, what game would you choose? And do you think your feelings about it might be different today compared to when you originally played it? Love and kisses, Chris Stewart.
2: Uh, I would delete... The first time I played Resogun and uh, uh, I'm playing Polybius because they were two very brilliant uh, first experiences of games and I want them back. I want them back. It's never as good the second time.
0: Have you tried playing them again? Yeah. Okay.
2: Oh, I played Resogun a lot.
0: So you played three times?
2: Upwards old. <laughs> Did you? Wow. Yeah. Costas, any game you like
0: to play oh, again? Too many. Experience yeah, for the first time? Question. Yeah. Uh Yeah. I don't know. Um, Half-Life 2. Okay. Um, 20 years... Is that 20 years... Somebody said it was 20 years
1: old oh, this right. week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, I think today, yeah. Today, even.
0: Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. Happy, happy, shout
2: half-life. out to...
1: Uh... <laughs> and anyone that knows it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that would be good.
1: Um, uh, the Witness is one of my more recent kind of favourite favourite games um, Shadow of the Colossus um,
2: Are you just listing things you want to go back you know you can just go back and play them again
1: Yeah but like you were just saying it's not the same is it? I mean all of those kind of surprise moments Yeah I mean yeah it's still powerful but no, you know it's never like the same
0: time. Metal Gear Solid for me obviously uh, I wonder how you would react to that now though um, Yeah if it was new I don't know because lots of lots of games have aped it so don't know That'll be my answer anyway. Good question, thank you. Tricky.
2: Uh, uh, Kate, Matt has just messaged and said, hi Kate, because Matt knows Kate. (laughs) That's my husband. We've got great listeners. Dear team and SSG, I recently made a very obscure but rewarding find when, after following a message board thread to www.bizly.com, I found Bob po- Pape's free book, It's Behind You, The Making of a Computer Game. This little gem is 138 glorious pages describing the developer's experience in converting classic arcade shoot-em-up R-type To the ZX Spectrum. It's a great read with a lot more general themes than the topic suggests and gets a highly recommended 7 out of 10. What's the most obscure video game niche you've come across and why should the rest of us care about it? Your special interest correspondent, Chris Conroy.
0: Crikey, that is a niche question. It's literally a niche question. I didn't
2: know half the words in there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Niche video game. Oh, I, you know, I don't have an answer for that. I'm really sorry. Maybe any of our current listeners <laughs> <laughs> can message in.
2: Yeah, team at one leftcom I can't think of any... Um... I'm so mainstream.
0: Yeah, that's... That's po- just
2: my fault. I'm so mainstream.
0: Costas, have you got anything to add?
1: No. No? No. no
0: well, I, I, apologies for not treating that letter with the... Well, uh, giving that letter the answer it deserved. We'll think about it in the meantime you've got a letter cost
1: right this one's from robert welts uh hello team hello ssg this week in digitizer they looked at the barcode battler as a device ahead of its time and made me wonder what it would be if we made it today i suspect something like the japanese arcade machines that incorporate collectible randomized cards or maybe something more like pokemon go where you catch monsters by scanning random barcodes what would you like to see reinvented for the 21st century well, now that Tetris has been ticked off the list, <laughs> in Robert.
0: That's a good question. And so, uh, I never play I never had a barcode battler. Mm-hmm. Did you? No. You're too young, aren't you?
2: Yeah. Uh, th- I, the problem I have with this question is I didn't start playing games until what century we in? Twenty first? That one.
0: Right. Okay. So, but you'll remember some of the things that they used to. Uh, so there was a Tamagotchi. Oh, is that a game? Well, I, I, I would class it within the same sort of thing really? as a barcode
2: battler. But they bought Tamagotchi's back. That's what I was going to go
0: on to say, are they?
2: Well, I think they were for a week. Briefly. Briefly. Briefly back. Briefly big. But the other stuff you could bring back, I don't know, would be...
0: Would be not very good, wouldn't it? I, I get what he's saying about sort of updating it, and Pokemon mm. Go is a good example. But mm. uh, are we talking about hardware stuff specifically? Yeah, right. I think so. If you've got tell us you've got an example, well, I mean, Obviously, VR would be <laughs> right. Good they should choice, bring it back right? for the future <laughs> when it's ready.
2: <laughs> yeah. What about a, a DDR mat so you can DDR at home? Because they were bad
0: they were great though weren't they, were, they I
2: mean they were amazing but fundamentally they didn't work very well because they would be slippy all over the floor you could
0: buy pro ones though
2: I didn't I was well, a child I was a child well, you
0: should have asked <laughs>
2: uh, uh, an adult yeah I, and also I only played it around my friend's house I couldn't exactly be like can you get a better one
0: was it one or one or two player one. your friends. Dreadful. You well, need better it, friends. Yeah, but the
2: living should have known me at the time, and I had two. No, I probably shouldn't have <laughs> known you a grown-up man when I was that age.
0: Why do you think I bought two? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um No, that's a really good point
0: though, because the dance games now are all to just dance and Yeah, the, yeah, yeah and yeah. they're not they're not as and they feel as technical, no, do there they? Is
2: something so pure about DDR. Put your foot on that square, move to the beat, just make it happen. Oh, I want it back. Have you got that uh, next track yet, Simon?
0: I don't have that. now. I think we're going to need to go straight into the oh, reviews. zone, actually. Great. How would you feel about that? Oh, great. Uh, before we go, uh, thank you very much for your letters. Please do keep them coming. I fear, I feel that maybe we're going to need them more than ever over the next couple of weeks.
2: Because you're not here.
0: Well, and we don't have any guests. Uh-oh could be a letter special.
2: Yeah, let's do a letter special. There we go. Mash up.
0: Listen, I, I think we should honestly, uh, it's a stellar effort this evening because uh, w- we've gone from no show 40 minutes ago.
2: And now we've
0: got 10 minutes to go. Where's its flown by? Flown by. I mean it feels like it has for me Cast you enjoying yourself? Absolutely. You're, you're a regular listener, aren't you? I, I mean am. Are, do oh you, dear. are you disappointed that you've seen behind the curtain? Oh, I would say it's probably one of your best shows. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, that's what comes from having a pro guest.
0: Exactly. And what have you been playing this week?
2: Oh, as I said, Moss on VR. So I reviewed it a couple of uh what a few weeks back. But um it is Still very very good. So is this one that you were going to review as well, Costas?
1: Uh I mean, I played a few games. Obviously, I was waiting for our game to release. Um, so I've got I've got yeah. others. So You've got others in your pocket. <laughs> yeah.
2: But maybe we could have a chat about it because I love it so much. Mm. Oh my goodness, it's my favourite place to go at the minute. Um, I think the. W- as I said before, I just think the world-building continues to be beautiful and each of the little levels where you've got a new little puzzle to solve just feels like... Uh, it feels incredibly tactile. It feels like it's making the most of um, all of the elements of VR. I ju- and I just think that the like tiny little mouse in your little world and the fact that you have a purpose looking down and that the, the little moss mouse will... Um, interact with you is it's just so so lovely and so absolutely charming Um I can't I don't think I'll ever like another game as much again I think well, this is it for me in games i haven't
1: played thin hearts yet.
2: there we go there we go Uh yeah I just, it's so it's so lovely Simon do you think this would lure you
0: no it's not setting up again
2: no no little, got a little mouse got to get the little mouse to all the levels going to go and save the kingdom no got to go through like little tree <laughs>
0: Has Reats. it got, it's got X-Wings in it?
2: Got some beetles in it. No. You get to kill them. Sometimes they respawn. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really, really beautiful. And I, it has made it, it is the reason that I've got my VR out still. Okay. And it's the reason why I, I will go on to buy Tetris Effect, so I don't have to reset up the...
0: Right, so it's benefiting other games. It is. Wow.
2: Good games on a platform. Just keep people coming back. Um... Yeah, I really love it. I just think... I just really love it. Seven out of ten.
0: Great. Costas, what else have you been playing?
1: Um, Yeah, it's great. I I just wanted to say, actually, I, I, I... I wanted for a long time to try it because everyone was kind of referencing it in relation to our game because, again, we've a kind of tiny, tiny scale mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, it, it's a brilliant game. Uh, I yeah. would also give it a same out of 10. Good. But um, I've also been playing... Uh, I actually finished uh, Broken Age last week. Um, okay. I've uh, got a pretty massive back catalogue of things to kind of go through and I, uh, I, I love that. Uh, definitely... Yeah, kind of harkens back to the good old, old kind of adventure games. I was, I was a massive fan of, still am, I guess, and kind of the reason why I got in in this industry. Uh, I think like Monkey Island and you know, all the LucasArts stuff. Um, so yeah, definitely seven out of ten. <clears throat> and um, I also, yeah, I mentioned I got uh, God of War. So I'm a huge fan of the franchise, and obviously having heard all the uh, amazing reviews and praise, uh, I was really looking forward to getting into. Uh, and I've played the, I've only played the first two or three hours i think so far and yeah it is indeed amazing but uh i think on yeah on the last shows something was mentioned of kind of open world games you know feeling a bit daunting and some mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm definitely feeling like i'm getting into i mean don't get me wrong i love open world games and you know i love my assassin's creeds and i like, can't wait to play uh, rdr2 as well but um yeah it's it i kind of feel like i i mean on the one hand I, I really like what they've done with it on the other hand i kind of kind of want to go back to the more linear kind of God of Wars from, uh, you know, from last generation and I just kind of want to, I don't want to deal with like crafting and, you know, menus and, you know, them upgrading weapons. They think like you want that though, don't they? Yeah, and I and I guess a lot of people do want that and you know, and that's great. Um so um yeah <laughs> just for me personally I just kinda of wanna experiencing it experience it linearly and, you know, move on to the next thing kind of thing. But uh yeah, let's say like I say, early days, uh I do love the combat and the world and um the relationship uh between them uh again kind of being a parent myself uh it's it's weird how that stuff feels now in, in games um it's so much more kind of intense um but uh yeah i mean i i, I guess i've been playing it but i should probably shouldn't review it until I, I finish it so um yeah no score on that one uh that's not the policy Costas. can you give it any uh,
0: can you give it a work in progress interim score, interim score interim score okay well interim seven out of 10 Great.
2: Reasonable, Simon.
0: Uh, I have been playing Rockets, Rockets, Rockets on the Nintendo Switch.
2: Tell me what's in Rockets, <laughs> Rockets, Rockets, Rockets. Well, Simon. I mean,
0: you know, as far as games go, it does what it says on the tin. Uh, it's a neon-style, simple, flat visual uh, um, arcade shooter in which you have a rocket, you fly it around an arena, and you try and shoot your your friends that are in the same room as you. Very, very stylish. Um, uh, These sort of neon trails that it leaves, uh, absolutely mesmerising. So that's it. Very, very simple... Uh, one one. I was playing it with Dexter so it was one on one I believe you can go up to four players all zooming around the camera moves in and out uh, quite bold uh, sense of style uh, both visually and orally and um, yeah it's pretty cheap it's only five dollars I think my American friend may have purchased it well, he was over he's always over he, whenever he's over he can't he says I've got to get on the shop and buy some stuff I know. Um, so, yeah, it, it's uh, very, a very simple experience. Uh, really good fun, though. Uh, different types of weapons. You can leave trails of bombs, you can fire lasers, etc., etc., etc. I don't think you're going to be playing it for hours on end, but as something to have in your library uh, for when, I don't know, you've run out of conversation, then, uh, then it's perfectly serviceable, I would say. 7 out of 10. Do so we've got time for some music, Anne? Or yeah.
2: yeah? Yeah, just a quick little one. Quick little one? Just a quick little one.
0: Okay, let's give it a go. Thank you. Squeeze it in.
2: Oh, it was good, though. It was good. I'm glad we did that.
0: It's a Ghost and goblin surf mix.
2: Obviously.
0: Real party time. Right, OK. We are running out of time. That did fly by, didn't it? It really did. Apologies for the gravity voice towards the end. Because I am poorly.
2: No, well, no. You just sound good. You're a hero ready. For
0: coming on the show.
2: Radio ready, Simon. Thank you very
0: much for listening. Apologies for all the, um, uh, the technical uh, issues. Hope that didn't mar your enjoyment, listeners. And us.
1: It's been a true pleasure.
0: Are you going to carry on listening?
1: Um, absolutely, especially after today's episode. Oh you okay? Particularly
0: listening to this what one. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Uh, really interesting to hear uh, be- Best of luck with the game and the subsequent episodes. Thanks. Uh, and we made it.
2: We did it, Good. Simon. Maybe we don't need Steve.
0: <laughs> Good luck for the next uh, two shows. We
2: definitely need Steve.
0: When we come back. It's almost going to be Christmas.
2: I know. Oh, and then we'll start playing Christmas music. Get right. the mince pies out.
0: Yeah, so, I know. Where has this year gone?
2: Mold wine.
0: It's terrifying, isn't it? Do you
2: not think? Uh, I I can't talk about this. It's too much. Okay, it's too much.
0: Well, let's all go away and think about that. Thank you very much for listening. Apologies, Costas. Thank you for coming in. We will see you next week. We've been one life left.
3: Bye.